Welcome to episode 2 of the Hayastan podcast. Our guest for today is probably the only, or at least one of the only, Sudanese Armenians in Armenia today, Garo Bozadja. Garo moved to Armenia a few years ago and recently graduated from the American University of Armenia. After graduation, Garo began to work in Yerevan as a computer programmer. Welcome to the podcast, Garo. Thank you, Nishan. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, Garo, many people are interested in the Armenian communities around the world, and only a few are aware of the small community in Sudan. Tell us a little bit about the history of your family and how they came to be in Sudan. So, my grandfather's name is Krikor Bozadjian. He was in Western, uh, Western Armenia, and he was in a city called Tokat. From there, there was a revolution, which is before the genocide. There was a revolution in Agan. Uh, from that revolution, they sent him as a police officer to Istanbul. And from Istanbul, they sent him to, to Marcel, which is in France. Mm -hmm. And they made my, un uh, my grandfather, they made him uh, like a soldier. And they sent the French army, sent him to Algeria. And he didn't like the, uh, like the army life or soldier life, so he went back to UK. He went to UK, in London. He studied for two years. He studied English. After that, he went. He went to U uh, US. There, he was working in a, uh, in a factory, metal metal factory, and. They taught him mechanics. At the same time, when he was working and studying mechanics, he was also doing afternoon courses in agriculture, engineer. So after he finished studying, he finished work there. He went back to UK and uh, London. Then they asked him, uh, "We need you to go to Sudan." So, in I guess in 1903, 1903, he went to Egypt. From Egypt, they took camels. They took camels and went to went to Sudan. So when he went to Sudan, he he was uh, he was in charge of a f like uh, he did research about uh, long tail cotton, mm -hmm. and and it was successful. So he, uh, the government, the Sudanese English government, they he they gave him like thousand kilometer of field to do the test, and it was successful also. So after that, uh, there was a lord. His name was Kitchener, mm -hmm. Lord Kitchener. So he made an university there, a college, agricultural college, and he uh, he he made him charge of of training the Sudanese students or Sudanese people uh, how to farm, how to use the equipments for things like this. And the college was in Khartoum, right? The college was in Khartoum, yes. And yeah, after that, after this, uh, after this all successfulness, like uh, one, uh, one of the lords in, uh, in the UK, he wanted to write about them. So he sent uh, someone from UK, from London, to come to Khartoum, to Sudan, and he was uh, 
he talked about his life and everything about about his achievements and the, uh, and the book is called Modern Sudan and after that uh, they gave him the royalty name which is Charles so his uh, his name changed into Pericord Charles Kuzajin until now we have that name Charles in our family ah uh, so that's your middle name doesn't it's not like a yeah it's like a middle name nice so you said that Krikor um, escaped the Ottoman Empire before the genocide so when exactly did that take place it took place around 1890s because I've heard that there was a like revolution at that time and the Turkish police they took him uh, to Istanbul did, did they arrest him they didn't arrest him they just took him like he was part of this police there so they they took him from Agat and uh, took him to Istanbul so they took him from Agen to Istanbul and then from Istanbul he went to France he went to France and he joined the army French army there and he went to Algeria hmm so Garo what was it like growing up Armenian in Sudan was there an Armenian school or a church actually there is there is Armenian school church and a club but the club was closed because uh, we had parties and stuff and in Sudan we, we uh, it is Islamic country they don't allow us to do parties stuff like this during Christmas or during Easter mm -hmm. so they closed it and after 20 years they gave us another field to build our club in it and for the school we have a school we have a church and uh, the school and the church are built near like at the same building it's the same building we have school we have a church we have a place where the priest can stay and for the headmaster for the school uh, the priest comes twice in a year he comes from Egypt because uh, we don't have Ar uh, Armenian embassy in Sudan we have Armen uh, our Armenian embassy if you want to go come to Armenia with our Sudanese passport you have to go to Egypt to get the visa and come to Armenia so uh, from the from Egypt they send us priests for Christmas and for Easter they stay for two weeks and they go back to Egypt and for yeah so you you mentioned that um, when you were learning Armenian in school a lot of your classmates were Coptic so why was that because the Armenians were getting less and less they were immigrating outside the country like in like in uh, UK Australia uh, US so we asked the Coptic Bishop we have a good relation with him and we told him to send us some students so the school doesn't get closed so he started sending Coptic students to us and they even learned the Arme Armenian letters and they started to pray in Armenian and uh, say the national anthem because every morning we should pray in Armenian and in Arabic and we should say the, the Armenian anthem national anthem and the Sudanese national anthem before we go to the classes. So living in Sudan, were there any issues since you were part of a very small Christian minority? 
There wasn't, no. But uh, but for promotion in workplaces, stuff like this, it was really hard to have a promotion. But as living and people, the people were very hospitable, uh, hospitable for us. They liked us, we liked them. We were very happy together. But the only problem in Sudan was the government. They 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 let us work but they don't give us promotions higher positions in their companies or in their private companies or governmental companies you don't see any christian in in that position hmm. so sudan uh, forces its citizens to serve in the military did you have to do this yes i had i had to do this but at first before uh, after finishing school there is a like one month training Okay, but I didn't, I didn't go there because I was underage, which is I was sixteen at that time. You should be like eighteen to do the, to do the training. So after that, after I went to the university, I should do some service like military service. So somehow, like I start, I started working in a in a petroleum company for for about one year which is governmental company but uh, like they were treating me not as a worker they were treating me as a soldier like as a military soldier if I do I like I should come at eight and if if I'm missing they will they will uh, like go to the military and tell that person is missing he didn't come that day uh, for example, he was sick, like you have to do another, if you, if you didn't come for one day, you have to do extra 10 days. Yeah. Did you end up having to do extra 10 days? No, because I had good relation with, uh -huh. the, with, with the one who's responsible because I was working in, in his office. Like, he, like, we were good together. He used to drive me back home. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he was good, but... but the, he was good with me, but with the rest of the people, he wasn't because <laughs> because he he know he know that I'm working. He's seeing that I'm working. I'm doing what he what whatever he tells me to do. Yeah, and that's why he was good with me, and I was good with him. So, for one year, we did that, and it was good. Nice. So you had connections. I had connections inside by myself, not with other people <laughs> giving me connections. Yeah. I'd imagine it was tough being the only Armenian in a Sudanese military division. Not Armenian, white person. Ah. <laughs> I was the only white person. They, they, so they treated you like, not like an Armenian, but like yeah. Uh, yeah. any white person. Any white person. Like, uh, they, they were bullying me and stuff like this. It was, it was normal for me. Like, I, I, I used to take it, the bullying as a joke. Mm -hmm. I was joking, but other people they don't like this, so they get mad and stuff. But for me, it is just as as a type of a joke. It's not as a serious thing. So did they? But they respected your Armenian heritage. Yes. Yeah, I told them I'm from Armenia. They, they when uh, when I say like in Arabic, when I say I'm from Armenia, I can say Anajit min Armenia. Then, then they say me, like they say from Germany, no Armenia. 
because <laughs> they they think Armenia is Germany. Ah. They think that I'm German. I'm to, I'm t- I'm telling them that like it's not Germany, it's <laughs> Armenia, and they say who cares? It is one <laughs> white people. <laughs> well, you know that that happens. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you served for you served in the Sudanese military and. Yeah, I survived. You survived. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> that's good. That's good. So, uh, what initially made you want to come to Armenia? So, at the beginning, I came with my parents because they were going to do their Armenian passports. I came with them. So, I saw Armenia. I saw how, be- how beautiful it is. So, I told myself the only way that I can, I can come to Armenia is either to study or to work. So I started to search universities, and I saw that the only English university, not only English, like all good good university that teaches computer science, was the American American University of Armenia. So I started to get information from them how to apply, and from that time I I decided to stay, like I decided to come to Armenia do do my masters, and maybe maybe stay stay work uh, stay here and start working so after after i finished the before i finished the university i say i better i better stay in armenia because the situation in sudan is getting even worse and worse so i told myself i better stay in armenia start working and now i have two jobs which one of them is working with cleansoft and another job uh, with a company called Smart Smartgate ML, it uh, it is part of Hero House. It is like uh, teaching or bringing entrepreneurs with their ideas and make make them grow. So right now, uh, since you've graduated from the American University of Armenia, you've been working as a computer programmer. So what are some of your main goals in working in um, computer programming? Uh, actually, in computer programming, I'm working as a data scientist who deals with data, pre-process the data and everything. And one of my goals is to, t- to show the world that Armenia, had, they, they have the smartest people which are especially in mathematics and in technology and programming because Armenia is improving in technology especially in technology and in programming and now US are starting to hire Armenian minds, Armenian mathematical minds and even Armenian chess players to work with them, to work in their company and one of the companies that I'm working with it is like uh, deals with medical data and the, the owner is uh, Armenian but uh, he's Armenian from from US, so he he started to hire Armenians from uh, Armenians from Armenia to to this to do this type of job, like data scientists and things and think machine learning things like this, because he wanted he want uh, he wanted to make a name for Armenia in Silicon Valley or in Boston. So the company you're working for is based in the U.S.? Based in the U.S. And what, what is it called? CleanSoft. CleanSoft. Yeah. 
So what were some of your initial feelings when you first moved to Armenia? So when I moved to Armenia, I've heard before moving to Armenia, I, I heard many stories like Armenia is beautiful, Armenia is nice, people are good and you will feel like home and most of these stories are from the priests which they uh, which come to 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 Sudan from Egypt and one one priest his name is uh Isaac Gabriel he told me that you have to shave all the time <laughs> the ladies don't like people with beards over there uh, um. okay <laughs> sure and yeah and when I came to Armenia, I felt like home, actually. Yeah, it's like I'm returning back to my home country, which, like, my mother country, like, my motherland and stuff like this. Yeah, I felt proud that I'm back here, and I'm planning to bring my parents also back to Armenia. Oh, so they're, they're going to move here as well? I'm planning to make them move here. My mother wants to. But my father, it's hard for him to come here. Uh, because he has his roots in, yeah, in Sudan. Sudan. But my mother, when I tell her, like, come, she will come running. I'm sure of it. And have, have they visited you since you've been in Armenia these past Yeah, few my years? father visited me twice. Once, like three years ago, with my uncle. Uh, they came here and stayed for three weeks. And when I graduated this year in June, my uncle, my mother, brother, and my cousin, they came also to celebrate my graduation. They stayed for one month and it was really awesome. I, I, I showed them around the country, took them tours. Yeah, they were pretty, like they, they told me that we didn't know that Armenia is that beautiful. We thought it was like any other like so, uh, Soviet country. Mm -hmm. You were considered an outsider in Sudan, your home country. How has the reception been in Armenia, in the Republic of Armenia? Do you feel like an outsider here? Actually, at the, at the beginning when I came, I felt an outsider because, not, not because of the people, because of the language. You know, my language, my Armenian is Western Armenian. When I start speaking to people here, especially in Armenia, they start like, like, we don't understand you. What are you saying? So I started to speak English. <laughs> when I start to speak English, some, some Armenians, they understand it. So they, they, they prefer me to speak English rather than speaking Armenian. So uh -huh. I started to speak English and when I was in the in, uh, American University, like some of the students, some of the friends that I had there, they thought that I, I don't know Armenian. So they were speaking with me in English. So I started also speaking in English with the professors, with the students. Yeah, it, the only problem was with me is the communication with people, which the, the language communication, which is my Armenian is Western and there is Eastern and they don't understand what I'm saying. That was the only block, but the rest, we, uh, everyone was friendly with me. I didn't feel like outsider. So when, when people see you on the street or for the first time, so I know personally, everyone starts speaking to me in Russian or they think I'm Russian or German. 
Um, well, how has that experience been for you? Actually, when I came, like, here in Armenia, when I was doing my GRE exam, I was staying in a hostel. So, the people come, people go. So, some Russians, some Armenians, they come and start speaking with me in Russian. I'm telling them, I don't know Russian, sorry. If you want to talk to me, talk to me in an Armenian. Or talk to me, <laughs> like, in, in English. Like, you you're not Russian. No, I'm not Russian. <laughs> okay. Some people even get mad. So I know some couple of people. Couple of ladies, they come, they talk with me in Russian. I I don't answer, and they get mad. They go to the receptionist. That person is bad. He doesn't talk, and <laughs> the receptionist <laughs> tell 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 them in which language you were speaking, and they say Russian. And then they tell 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 them that he doesn't know Russian. He knows English and he knows Armenian. But he looks Russian, but I'm not. I'm not Russian actually. No. <laughs> I totally understand that problem. <laughs> so, since you've been in Armenia, have there been any interesting stories or funny miscommunications that have happened? Actually, once I was standing near the Paragamachun metro. I was I was waiting for a bus to come to come back to my place, and two police officers they approached me and started to say. Talk, uh, approached me and told me that what's your name I told them my name is Garo I can show you my passport and and they told me that you you know Turkish I'm like no I don't know Turkish then, then they started to say that there was a Turkish person <coughs> with a beard because at that time I had big beard there was a <laughs> Turkish person who's trying uh, who is like flirting with Armenian women, Armenian ladies in the street, and, and the people were complaining, and we thought you were one, 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 one uh, like you were the, the Turkish person. I told them, no, I'm not Turkish. I come from Sudan. I came here to study and to work. So, w were you flirting at the time? <laughs> I wasn't flirting. I was, I was in Hero, in Hero House. I was working at that time. And I was taking the bus and coming back home. <laughs> no, I wasn't flirting. That right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Tun hayren lav ches khosir ches haskanar iren sasad nere ches haskanar. Paytugagi tun arev meda hayren khosiskor. Hima yervor tun khosiskor arev meda hayren. Irenk ghaskanan vor tun ugagi urish par parov khosis. Yevadang che vor vat arev la hayren sorvades. Inka khintira anang che nishan. Ah, <laughs> 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 Anang Garzen, Virgin Gisem Gisem Gorens, Askanak Korinzi, Virgin Gisem, huh? Parer Maga, Daskanankor, Parer Magachin, Haskanargor, 
ավելի լավ պասադրես, ուրիշ լեզույով պասադրես, գեսկսիմ անգլիանորով պասադրել, անգամ պան ենգերներս էդ նեի, գխոսի ինքոր, բեզիկ երխագար, էրենց հոս երխագիս են, չուջուխներուն երխագի� Եսին նիչ ես չուջուղ, սուջուղ, չուջուղ, չուջուղ ենք չէ, եսին բիստիկ դա, բիստիկ երեխա։ Ուրեմ են չոջուղը իրենք հասկծան սուջուղ կսես։ Սուջուղ կսեմ գում, եսին ոյս, սուջուղ չէ, չուջուղ, չուջուղ, չուջու� Հար, եվ մտահայրենով ուղագի դղամարդը մարդ է։ Մարդ է, եվ դղան դղա է, բիզիկ դղա։ Եվ մարդը մարդ է, հոս իսեն դղամարդ, իսի ինչու դղամարդ գիսենք, որ ինքը դղա է, եվ մարդ է։ Ոկե, մարդ գիսենք, Ուրեմն ես լավ գհիշեմ թեպք մբադահեցավ, որ մեկը կեզի զանքեց և ինքը գուզերգոր որդուն պան մպնդրես և կտնես, գուզերգոր որդուն պանալիները կտնես, ինքն էլ գսերգոր սերի գարաժի կրավատի մոտն է և թուն ալ բադասխանեցիր Ինչու չսիր, որ դաղտագինքովն է պանալիները։ Ես որ գարձեցի պան կրավատը, ես գիտեմ, որ կրավատը, որ գագվին, որդին վարա գագվին, անեք են կրավատն է։ Պողգապ, այսինք։ Հա, պողգապի բես։ Վերջեն ուսա ոչ Մաղջագալ։ Մաղջագալի բես պամի է, իսի ոկե, պայս այրեն անունը կարավատ չի արի, դաղթագի վարա էր, իսի դաղթագի վարա կդա, իսի էրեն ես Սուդանեն էի գազեմ, ռուսերեն չեմ ասկնար, իսի ռուսերենով հայրեն մի խոսիր, չեմ զգիսպը գարձեցի, որ կրավատը պողգաբ է, որով հետև իդալեր են, վրանցեր են, կրավատը պողգաբ է, ադիշատ թժվարը պարեի ինձի համար, դեղ, ադան խնդիրներ գան։ So thank you very much, Garo, for joining us. It was very interesting to hear your perspective on both living in Armenia as well as living as an Armenian in Sudan. So thank you very much for coming on. And thank you for hosting me for this interview it was really nice talking to you again and actually he, he was hosting me like for six months five months mm, five six months five six months and i was hosting him back in the aua dorm for three weeks yeah a few weeks yeah a few weeks yeah he's a good guy <laughs> thank you <laughs> see you next time